Dear Father in heaven, as we address ourselves to thee, dear Father, we first realize that we are nothing before an immortal, invisible God, a holy, perfect God who not only formed us and made us, but knows us completely, inside and out. So there is nothing, dear Father, that we can hide from thee. And indeed, as we open the pages of this living word, we realize we are naked uh, and unopened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So, dear Father, realize there is nothing we can hide, and we want to come to thee to be, to have thy love change us and, and, and make us new, dear Father. Reveal what is within us that is not pleasing to thee and what needs to be laid aside. Dear Father, we realize this is this coming under the word and hearing thy word, reading on it daily, and then also gathering with believers. This is what should be the 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 thing that has the real bearing on our lives, not the external factors of the whatever it may be, our friends or, uh, or circumstances or society around us or government or whatever it is, those are not the things, dear Father, that should have the real and lasting impact on us. It should be thy word. We want to be people that are conformed to thy word. We want thy word to, to go out and, and, and bring many more, dear Father. So we pray that Jesus Christ would be revealed this hour to us. We thank thee for this and we ask now, dear Father, in the name of thy Son, for these things. Amen. I'd like to read from the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 5. The Gospel of Mark chapter 5, starting with the first verse. Verse 1 of Mark chapter 5. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there, nigh unto the mountains, a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. 
And they that fed the swine fled and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And they that saw it told them how it befell to them that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. I read up to verse 20, chapter 5. May the Lord bless the reading of, his, of this word. So this morning we heard about the importance of the power of God, the if, the word if, and then all of those instructions uh, in the word of God, how they apply to those who have been, have died and been resurrected with Jesus Christ. And this afternoon my thoughts um, went to this passage on the power of Jesus Christ, how truly it is not of our own uh, doing, our own reformation, our own uh, trying to do good, but it is truly the power of God that as we believe in Jesus Christ, that we are made new creatures, that, that the hold that the devil had on us before is, is released and uh, um, made uh, of no effect. This is a remarkable encounter, and, and I think... Um, you know, for those that are familiar with the passage, it's always good to take a step back and to, to try, um, well, take a step back and then take a step forward, try to put yourself into what's going on here and, and what his disciples saw and how they recorded this and what the different facts were. And take a step out of the current, the current social, the, 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 the world that we live in and, the, and all of our assumptions. You know, and some people today would read this account and, and, and explain it away in some way as, well, it's just simple, simply a matter of, of mental illness, that this man had some mental illness, and then Jesus did some, some healing of that mental illness. But the, this account, just any consideration, any time of it, helps us to realize that, um, no, there's, there's another dimension here, and it's very clear to the disciples as they're witnessing this that... Um, no, there's a whole other dimension. So not only is this man cleansed, he's, he's, he's freed from these unclean spirits or, or demons or devils, but at a, the exact same time that that happens, very nearby, a huge herd of swine go violently running into the sea. And there's no coincidence about these two events. And when you hear the dialogue and, and you hear what Jesus is speaking, it becomes clear, no, there is a complete a spiritual dimension to this. And uh, Jesus is demonstrating yet again his power, his absolute power over, over all manner of illness and disease that, that mankind suffers with. Not only that, his compassion. You know, really, in effect, he, he took this trip for one man. 
Him, he, uh, he commanded the disciples to go onto the other side of the lake. They had that storm in the previous chapter uh, where they thought that they were perishing, these hardened fishermen. And, um, and then he, he rebuked the winds and the waves, again demonstrating his power, uh, his control. And now he comes to this far shore in, in an area which is, um, if you read some of the history, the Decapolis, which was referred to the, to, uh, the last verse we read here, 10 cities, was a, a mixed area. It wasn't um, a, particularly just a Jewish area. It was, it was a mixture of Jews and, and, and pagans, Hellenized uh, peoples. And um, you can see even in the herd of swine that are kept here that, who knows, maybe it was Gentiles that were, were, were um, tending them, or maybe it was, was Jewish people that were making a buck, uh, trying to make some money uh, off a, a Gentile population by raising swine. I don't know. The importance, and I think what we need to focus on this afternoon, is the power of this man, Jesus, and the unclean spirits. You know, we, we read this account and kind of, this is extreme. Look at this man. Look what's, what this, he, uh, he's wandering about. Um, uh, he, he's not living in a normal social circumstance. He's out uh, all by his, his lonesome in, in tombs and in, in, in the way they used to bury people then. It wasn't in the ground. It was in above ground uh, uh, crypts, I guess. So he was with the bones and, and, and the dead people. And so from a Jewish perspective, from anyone's common sense, that's unclean. He was not only that, he is um, crying out. He's, he's acting basically like an animal. I don't even know how he was eating. Maybe some poor, uh, his, his relatives or those that cared for him, maybe they left some food. I don't, I don't know. But this man was in a, in a sad and a desperate spot. And it was because of these unclean spirits. I'm sure it didn't start out like that for this man. I, I'm, I'm sure it didn't just happen suddenly. It said he, he was like that a long time and Initially, people tried to help him. Maybe they tried to bind him, and, and he was too violent or something like that. Over time, this had overtaken him. And I don't know the, the moral choices that he'd made, if he'd made moral choices, or if this is just um, the way life had led him. I have to think, because of the spiritual uh, dimension to this, that there were some moral choices there that led him down that path to the point where he is possessed by unclean spirits that basically want to destroy him. He's harming himself. He's, he's, uh... And I don't think we should put this man too distant from ourselves. And, and you, my friend, outside of Christ, I don't think you should put this man too distant from you either. In terms of his experience, there is within us those that are not under the power and under the dominion of, of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a, an unclean spirit within all those who, who do not believe in Jesus. And that unclean spirit is, wants to destroy you. The, the, the promptings of, of your flesh, the, the satisfaction uh, that you can get in this flesh, if you pursue that, you pursue that to an end, it will destroy you. And hopefully you have begun to realize that within yourselves, within the world around you, within those examples of others that, that live in a fleshly way, it is destructive. It is, a, um, it is to the end and under the power and dominion of the evil one. And you're doing that willingly. You are going along with it. 
I, I don't exactly know the whole reason. I mean, I can figure out some of the reason why Jesus permitted these, these, these demons at an odd request. They said, don't, don't let us depart from the country. Um, in another account, I think in Matthew, he says, are you come to us, to, 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 to us before the time, the demons said? Because they they're fully aware of the spiritual reality of who Jesus is. I'm sure anyone who's read the Gospels understands this. The demons, they know exactly who Jesus is. And in Matthew's account, they even know that he's going to judge them, that they have a limited time. He says, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? So they knew, they even know the, their end state, these demons, those that, uh, that opposed him. And I'm not sure the, the, the nature of their request, whatever, he let that happen. I think one of the main reasons was for the disciples, for those that were, were watching this whole encounter and then recorded it, and now us who are reading it, so that we could see the real nature, the destructive nature of these unclean spirits. They want to destroy. You can see in short order what happened to that huge herd of, of 2,000 swine. This, it must have been quite a sight to see that stampeding, running headlong into the lake. And that is the end result, that's the goal of Satan. Any time you give yourself over and you pay attention and, and you follow the dictates of that unclean spirit within you, the, the, the workings of the wicked one, you're heading towards destruction. You may fool yourself with trying to be a good person and the Pharisees were masters at it. They knew the law. But the unclean spirit within them, they were of their father, the devil. And, and they listened to that and they used those very words of the Lord, the law that he commanded them, the good and righteous thing that, that, that he'd given to the, the children of Israel and used that for evil purposes and worked the works of their father, the devil. So it shows you the nature of this spiritual deception. We dare not kind of look at this account and think, well, that's kind of odd and funny and, and we don't really have that today. And this Satan is still at work today. He is still doing what he can with the time that he has left to deceive. And it starts with you and with me. Are we going to listen to that unclean spirit or are we going to come under the lordship and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ? Because it's so evident, the power that he has, that he is able to, with a word, command these demons to depart, and they do it. No cavalling, no, no arguing, they, they go. Some interesting reactions to this. So after that initial healing, that, 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 um, that amazing sight, and then the reaction of the people around. And that's pretty telling, too. These people here of this event, um, they, they all well knew who this person was. I'm sure they told their children, you don't go out in this area or you don't go out at night or whatever. This man is horrible and violent. And if you see him, run. And I'm sure he was a terror to them. But really that's, initially, that's where their care and concern for him left as much as he could harm them. And actually when he was healed, then their reaction was, was uh, I don't know if it was more caring about the financial aspects that, that they'd lost this great amount of swine or it was this fear of this man who could had such power that he could, 
he could, at a word, cast out the demons from this man that had been plaguing them for a long time. I'm not sure exactly what that was, but the, you know, the end result was that they just asked Jesus to depart. They didn't want to have anything to do with him. They didn't want to find out any more of him. And Jesus went. He came for that one man. You'll see his, his plans are bigger. And, and he, has, he is working his will in all of this. But he didn't stay where he wasn't wanted. And that tells me, too, that, that even the, uh, the outwardly clean life, the life well-ordered, you know, um, I have everything the way I want it ordered. I've got things comfortable. I'm making a good living. I don't really need Jesus. I'm not really interested in Jesus. He won't have any part with you. He won't, uh, he won't show you uh, the wonders of, of his glory, the riches that are with him. And in the end, you will lose. You will, you will miss so much because of that. I think that's really kind of the state of the world today. Outwardly, um, we are priding ourselves on, uh, the society around us is providing, pr priding themselves on a structured, well-ordered society that everything is okay and, and good and, and we're moving forward, we're solving problems of whatever it is, world hunger, or, or, um, and things are going to get better and better. But I think it's kind of like maybe what this man was before that demon, those demons, legion of demons came and possessed him. And I think that's kind of be the way of the path of our society too is that as, as that society departs, moves further and further away from God's standard, from what he has set out, the door opens wider and wider for the evil one to come in, to make his, his residence. See, because the difference between um, the Christian and the unbeliever is, as we heard this morning, this, the power over sin, but it's really... Um, The bondage, I really think it comes down to that, that description of this man, this bondage that he was in. See, for the believer, he is not under bondage to sin anymore. And yes, sad to say, he still does sin. If we're honest with ourselves, we look at all the times throughout the day, let alone the week, when we've fallen short, when we've come short of God's glory, when we've thought thoughts that are not in line with him, but we're not under bondage to that. And we have the power, we have the answer in Jesus Christ. We come under his lordship and we do not have to sin. There's no dominion, no more power over us anymore. But the sinner, without Jesus Christ, he is under bondage. He still has choice. He still chooses to sin. The devil doesn't make him do it. But he's under that power. And, and he can try as hard as he wants. He's going to end up off the road again, in the ditch again, further and further deeper down, as, as David describes it, miry pit, that, that, that um, inescapable, I try, I just can't get out. That's the nature of that bondage of sin. And that's the nature that anyone who comes to Christ has to realize that he really is bound and that there's no way he can be loosed. It has to be only the power, the, the speaking of the word of Jesus that makes the difference, that makes all the difference in his life. And that's what happened to this man. He was clothed, he was seated in his right mind, and um, sad to say the reaction of, of the crowd to that was not really interested about his welfare. Maybe understandably, he didn't want to stick around. He wanted to go with Jesus. 
He wanted to depart with him. Maybe there was a little bit of even maybe a fear there. Maybe if Jesus, this man leaves, maybe those demons will come back. Maybe I'll be in the place that I was before. But Jesus had a specific word for him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. That was the mission now the Lord had given him. And as long as he obeyed that, he was under God's protection. That's the, that's the thing for us, too. When God has done a work in our lives, when he set us apart and for him, as long as we continue to obey his word, continue to follow his, his leading and his guiding, we will be under his protection. The power will be there. It will be with us. It's not going to be in the physical presence, necessarily, or because I'm following or I'm in, in, in the boat with him. But no, wherever he sends me. That was Jesus' plan, was that this man... You can imagine as that man walked back into that town that he'd uh, been driven out of because he just couldn't be controlled. The shock and then maybe the curiosity and then people started to wonder, this, he is so different. And then as he explained to them, there is the power of the gospel. That is the testimony that the Lord wants each one of us to, to testify to that under Jesus' power and under his lordship, we, we're not bound anymore. We don't have fear of, of the evil one and, and all the things that he can do, the havoc that he can create. We can live in the right way. We can have the right relationships. We can honor him. We have that power. And that's the, what Jesus told this man to do. And all men did marvel. And I think... My friend outside of Christ, it's a very simple thing. You just need to come to him. When I read this account here, it's curious to me. I'm trying to figure out what was the demon and what was the man. You know, as he, as he said, but the part where he's, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. I think at least that part. I think that had to have been him. I don't think the demons would worship. They know who Jesus is. They fear and they tremble but they don't give him the, the worship that he, uh, they don't, uh, um, they're opposed to him. That part was him. And Jesus saw that in that man. He had compassion on that man. My friend outside of Christ, that's just what needs to happen for you. You just need to come to Jesus, worship him, and, and he will do the work. He will cast out those unclean spirits from you, those things that hold you, that bind you, and will set you in your right mind, clothed in the proper way. My brother and sister, this word, this example of Jesus, the gospel, I, I was reading recently. I'm glad we don't really do this in, in our churches, but, but we don't use the term a, a gospel message for we just want to talk to the unconverted now. And you know, if we're going to preach a gospel message, then we'll have another message for the, for the converted. No. Um, Almost all the time, every word that is preached, the, the, the Bible that's read and opened here always has application for the, those that don't believe and those that believe. And this is the power of the gospel. It's one gospel message, one message of the kingdom, one message of the king, Jesus, 
which speaks to those that don't believe calls them it's that invitation and also it's the reminder and the strengthening and the example to those that do believe this gospel message so this word to us is also as believers is an example for us this is the man that we serve this is the man that we need to follow and be examples uh, to have compassion on those that are are lost and hurting themselves and destructive to see the individuals and not write them off not drive them from us not uh, think, well, there's nothing we can do. We can't even bind them. This is the example we need to follow, this man, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, the Son of the Highest, a real flesh and blood person who is now sitting at the right hand of God, interceding for us. May the Lord bless this word, uh, and may the name of Jesus be, continue to be lifted up among us. Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. Right, that's the gospel right there. All of the examples that I can think of. Paul, Peter, many others. The Lord Jesus did a great work in their life, rescued them, saved them, broke the power of the evil one gave them a choice they had to choose but then the basis of their work and their labor in the gospel was on the basis of that the great things the lord had done for them the compassion that he had on them the compassion that he was now extending to others and this is the gospel that needs to be preached in our lives those that of us that believe on the lord jesus christ that have experienced that life-changing breaking of the of the bonds of the evil one and those that are outside need to hear that message and then go and tell. May the Lord give us that strength, that conviction, the power to do that this week, to be his hands and his feet where he calls us to go. And he is calling. The Lord is always calling. He's not silent. He's calling us to, to work and to do. And my friend outside of Christ, he is definitely calling you. He's calling you to come unto him, to realize how bound you are. With that, we conclude the service.